Your Minnesota Vikings, they lose to the Chicago Bears yesterday at Soldier Field. Final score of 16-6. And Before I say what it is that I'm about to say, I just want to give a special shout-out to Dalvin Cook, Brian O'Neill, and Adam Thielen because those were the only Vikings players out there yesterday that showed any sort of heart, any sort of courage, any sort of fight whatsoever. They fought their asses off yesterday, and I appreciate the effort that they did. So everything I'm about to say, leave those three out of it. And I don't have time to go down the rest of the Vikings roster player by player or go off on the entire coaching staff as a whole. So rather that I have about five Vikings members that I'm going to talk about. Let's start with Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is really starting to piss me off. I don't care that he had over 100 receiving yards, just under seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Kirk Cousins hits his first and 10. Kirk Cousins hits Stefan Diggs on a slant route for what should have been a first down. And at that point, you're in field goal territory. And worst case, the possession ends in three points. Or as we know, as Vikings kickers do, maybe ends in no points. But okay, we're realistically maybe looking at Three points, worst case scenario, where it's a 7 nothing lead that the Chicago Bears have. And instead of just catching the ball and going down with it, you fumble the ball. You single-handedly killed that drive. I don't know what the hell is going on with Stephon Diggs. I've been defending this guy even if he has dropped passes or bad games. We understand that the touches aren't going to be there because we're so dedicated to running the football with Dalvin Cook. But even still with that, the touches, I was thinking that the touches that he will get, he'll make the most out of it because big picture, he's still a big time playmaker, one of the best receivers in the league, and you fumble the ball. Going up against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field against that defense, the margin of error is so, so freaking small to have blunders like that is really, really unacceptable you need to get your head out of your ass and play better as a wide receiver that we know you can next Xavier Rhodes Xavier Rhodes is now the equivalent of Humpty Dumpty trying to play cornerback in the NFL he looks slow he looks lazy he looks fat and he really looks dense at times there was one play in particular uh, I'm pretty sure it was Allen Robinson but I can't remember Allen Robinson who went off on him but the guy that Xavier Rhodes was guarding there was one particular play where Rhodes was just keen in or, or key, he keyed in on Chase Daniels, what he was doing, that he completely lost sight of his man, made a move and got the got the reception for a first down. So and this actually goes to Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, because I said at the start of last offseason that I would have traded Xavier Rhodes because the hope factor amongst the rest of the NFL was, OK, 2018. That was just a mishap. It's not going to happen again. He'll bounce back to his 2017 form, which I thought at that time, I thought he was the best cornerback in the NFL. But I would have traded him because I was skeptical in Xavier Rhodes. I was really not confident that he was going to return back to his 2017 form. So I would have traded him. And instead, you guys kept him on the roster. So by keeping him on the roster at, what is it, an 11 and a half, 12 and a half, $13.5 million cap hit. By keeping him on this roster at that price, you said by your actions that Xavier Rhodes gives the Minnesota Vikings the best chance to win. And if you're surprised by Xavier Rhodes and his uh, drop-off in play, then that's a you problem. Or who knows, maybe Mike Zimmer is so blind that he's just like, Xavier Rhodes, he's doing great. What are you talking about? Whatever. 
Anthony Barr, he's the next guy. Anthony Barr, I never want to hear anything about this guy being decent or even okay or even somewhat good in pass coverage because he is not. All these advanced analytics and, oh, my God, Anthony Barr is the fifth best linebacker in per play coverage snap and blah, 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 blah. No, he's not. The reason why Anthony Barr doesn't get shredded even more in pass coverage, by the way, he gave up that touchdown pass to Tariq Cohen. The reason why he doesn't get shredded in pass coverage is because he's guarding a bunch of no disrespect. He's he's guarding usually a bunch of nobodies, fullbacks, the second string tight ends, dudes that aren't going to see targets. So half the time, he's not seeing targets come his way. But when you put him against a Tariq Cohen or a Todd Gurley last year, receipt or running backs that can actually catch out the backfield, he's going to get shredded every single time. So I don't want to hear nothing about that. Then we talk about Kirk Cousins. He had no sense of the pressure in the pocket yesterday. And I don't want to hear about the offensive line. Oh, my God, the offensive line was terrible. We already knew that the Chicago Bears was going to bring immense pressure to the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. There was going to be nonstop pressure all all game long. They do that to the rest of the NFL. They do that to the entire National Football League. So you can't be surprised at that had no sense of the pressure, was holding on to the football. One of those sacks that he took, this dude, Kirk Cousins, you want to talk about not having a sense of a time clock, when to throw the ball away, or when to just throw the ball to the receiver that you're trying to. One of the sacks that Kirk Cousins took, this dude actually sat there and had the nerve to pump fake. He freaking pump fake. Why are you going to pump fake? Just think about this. The motion of, well, I'm right-handed, but my hand is under this microphone, so I'll use my other hand. The motion of doing a pump fake, you're throwing your your arm forward, and then you're pulling it back. That amount of time to do that, pull it back, and then reset to throw again is way too much time to take against this Chicago Bears defense. And even when Kirk Cousins had clean pockets to work with, he was so flustered that he would unnecessarily run outside the pocket to where the D linemen of the Bears or the linebackers could tee off on him and get after him and bring on more pressure. So Kirk Cousins, he looks super dense. And what did I say in the preview against the Bears? Packers, Bears, week one. You got to think about this. It came down to one freaking play, the touchdown to Jimmy Graham. I said you have to just make that one play. You're going to give up. You're going to get sacked. You're going to get pressure, whatever. Make that one play. And that one play presented itself when Adam Thielen beat Kyle Fuller on a deep fly route or whatever it is that he ran. And Kirk Cousins, again, overthrew Adam Thielen for what should have been, what could have been a freaking touchdown pass. Kirk Cousins has shown that he cannot consistently hit his wide receivers on deep passes when they are wide the F open. I'm so sick of this dude's crap. I feel like a complete moron defending this guy. I actually owe Case Keenum an apology. I really do. Not to say that we should have re-signed Case Keenum. Not saying that because in 2018, he still would have had John Filippo, and he still would have looked bad. And after that, we would have moved on and say, okay, you were just a flash in the pan in 2017. Okay, fine. But all that aside, Case Keenum did not have a healthy Dalvin Cook. Case Keenum, yes, he had Pat Shermer, but he did not have Gary Kubiak. I thought for all, take away the, the Eagles NFC Championship game, 
Case Keenum would have looked far and away better than Kirk Cousins did yesterday. Yes, he would. And all the Redskins, the Redskins are a dysfunctional franchise. They just put Dwayne Haskins out there. They don't know what the hell it is that they're doing. I get it. He looks bad. But in this system right now, it is really it is really inexcusable for Kirk Cousins to be looking this god-awful. So, moving forward from that, the last person that I'm going to talk about is Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, head coach Mike Zimmer. Your team in a big game, big divisional game. Soft. They looked helpless. They were scared. And at the end of the day, bigger picture, the more I think about it, not really all that surprising because coming into this game, before this game even started, I said, yeah, the Vikings are probably going to lose this game. I, I didn't think the Vikings were going to win at all. That was until Mitch Trubisky went down. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Mike Zimmer, this defense against Chase Daniel, a backup quarterback? Man, please. Yeah, the defense, the Bears defense, they'll give us trouble. I get that. But, oh, come on. Kirk Cousins will outplay Chase Daniel. No questions asked. And it turned out to be a typical Mike Zimmer performance in a big, crucial game. People need to understand something when I criticize Mike Zimmer. It's one thing to lose. That happens. Nothing you can do about it. It's a win or loss league. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. Okay? We understand that. It's a whole different situation where your team looks unprepared. They look scared. They're not ready. They don't show up. Like, they don't freaking belong in the National Football League. And this has been the consistent Result with Mike Zimmer in big-time games against quality opponents. He doesn't show up. He consistently gets out-coached, out-schemed. He can't make any defensive adjustments whatsoever. I'll give you the Packers game because that was really, really impressive. I thought that was the best game that he's ever coached. But still, that doesn't make up for all the games where your team just doesn't show up, where your fans put more effort in cheering for the team than your players do actually playing on the field. That was absolutely pathetic. And don't get me started on game management. My God, dude, you called a timeout on the final drive of the Bears before the end of the first half. You called a final timeout, or not a final timeout, you called a timeout with the Bears' final drive in the first half to essentially extend the Bears' possession, in which case they used that to then score another three points to add on to their lead. So your mishap, your clumsiness, your dense ability, or your airheadedness in not knowing when to call timeouts cost the Vikings another three points to get added on to the Chicago Bears lead. Oh, my God. He did it because there were 12 men on the field, and he tried to avoid it to avoid a 12-men on the field penalty. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying, because if that's the case, if it was 12 men on the field, then, oh, I'm sorry, that's on the head coach, too. You don't seem ready at all i've said this before i don't even have the energy to really go off on this rant and oh my god mike zimmer mike zimmer is a fraudulent head coach i've said this for over a year now mike zimmer is a defensive coordinator posing as a head coach i'm just excited to see what new excuses we're going to come up with for mike zimmer after that piece of crap that we saw out there i don't have the energy i'm so exhausted that i don't have the energy i know who mike zimmer is I know exactly who he is, and I did say that this team, they'll be able to compete for a championship because of Gary Kubiak. So 
the defense, I expected them to be fine and all that stuff, but I thought because of Gary Kubiak being added on to this team that that would be the difference maker that, okay, this team can still win a championship in spite of Mike Zimmer and his clumsiness, game management, and not being prepared. The offense would take a major step forward. And, oh, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, which is interesting because you remember the old run the ball rant that he did last year with John Filippo, which is true. We have Dalvin Cook. There's no excuse not to. But And I guess you can add Kevin Stefanski in this too. The Chicago Bears, they showed you time and time again that you weren't running jack up the middle. You weren't doing it. So why did you keep trying it? And I think Kevin Stefanski, why I'm willing to even give him a pass is because he had front row seats to how Mike Zimmer treated John Filippo like crap. Deservingly so, but he may have went a little bit too overboard with it. He had front row seats to it, so he said, I don't want to get accused or pub- publicly bashed uh, in public in front of the media to where, okay, I'm not running the ball enough. Why didn't you run edge runs or pitch plays? Or I don't know. I said don't pass more than 25 times with Kirk Cousins, but it got to a point where it's like, okay, you just got to open up the playbook and sling it dude, because they are stopping the run, and you still said, no, 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 we're going to run it. The stubbornness of Mike Zimmer knows absolutely no bounds. And if this is the hill that you want to die on, keeping Xavier Rhodes, keeping players that aren't that great, or just running the ball, a 1970s offense when it's not working, if this is what you want to do, then fine. You'll end up being fired possibly midseason, but certainly uh, you won't go into 2020 if it continues like this. And speaking of which, if it does continue like this, considering the talent that we have, the title window that we have had, including right now, you consider the NFC Championship game in 2017, Blair Walsh wide left, I don't care. That's your player. Blair Walsh, that's your player. He's on the team. What up? Rick Spielman, you can get paired with that too. I'd say for a while, long before Wyatt left, that Blair Walsh stinks. And what do you know? The nation found out about Blair Walsh after that Seattle kick or lack lack thereof. But if all things considered with that, the title window that we've had, the performance that Mike Zimmer has put out has been so underwhelming. And this will be the biggest waste of a golden opportunity in the history of this franchise. We are literally wasting the primes of so many great players on this roster, and it's all because of stubbornness. So if this is what you want to do, so be it. We do this three times a week. Mediocre at Best Sports Podcast with Realistic Randy. Check me out on Twitter at Realistic Randy. Oh, Realistic underscore Randy. Excuse me. Check me out on Facebook at Realistic Randy. Next podcast will be either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see you then.